Hi, welcome to the Noisy Golfer. This is episode 10 and we are delighted to have a friend of Noisy Golf with us um, for a follow-up after what's been a really busy year. Uh, Ollie Pemberthy. Ollie, how are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you? Yeah, we're very good. Very good, thank you. Very good. Again, sorry, sorry, Jade couldn't jump on this with us. I know um, she was she was wanting to. We've got a very restless two-year-old at the minute. Um, um, to, but won't, won't sleep without her. So unfortunately, she can't be with us today. Um, but we're delighted to have you back. Um, for those of you that don't know, um, Ollie's been uh, really, really supportive of everything that we've done for Noisy Golf this year in uh, writing uh, what's called the Penba Sport Report as part of our blog on our uh, on our news section. So we'll, we'll include that in the link below. Um, but yeah, how's things, Ollie? We, I mean, we want to obviously talk about that um, and sort of go through and, and talk about your, your performances this year. But how are you? How is your golf? How is school? And um, yeah, let, let's, let's start there. Well, I'm pretty worn out. To be honest, at the minute, it's been it's been a very hectic couple of weeks. I've had a lot of competitions on, and I'm at the stage now in my half term where I need to focus a bit more on homework. And so oh. there's a quite a bit of test revision that I need to do, which I'm not too keen on. Uh, okay. What what subjects have you ever putting the most pressure on you at school at the moment? What sort of exams have you got coming up? Well, I've got a Spanish test on oh, either Tuesday or Wednesday, and okay. I've got a music test on Wednesday, and I have to, for some reason, I have to play the piano, and, you know, that's probably not going to go well. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you have to play on the piano? Is there anything particular? Well, we we were working on a bit of composing um, and a bit of like writing our own melodies and stuff. And okay. then there's going to be a little bit kind of just knowledge based questions. So I'm hoping to get most of my marks on that part. <laughs> oh, good stuff! My God, I think it sounds it sounds like you've got so much going on outside of golf as well. But we know that we know that obviously through the, the reports that you've done this year, you've been really academic, um, and it, it's obviously a big a big um, a big year for you anyway in school, isn't it? What what year are you in at the moment? Um, year nine. Year nine. Okay, so is it this? Is it would, would it be your Sats then this year that you'll be um, that you'll be sitting in year nine? Um, well, we did them back at the end of year six, I'm pretty sure. So we'll be making our options for GCSE this year. Ah, okay. What what are your choices? God, this takes me back way too long ago. Um, but what 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 are you what are you looking to narrow it down to at this stage? Have you managed to decide yet? I've I've tried to narrow it down a bit. But I'm not the best decision maker when it comes to that kind of thing. <laughs> I oh, like absolutely. a bit of everything, so not yeah. really sure. Oh, good stuff. Well, f- fingers crossed it all works out. Um, hopefully your decision making is much better around the golf course. And certainly looking by the, oh, yeah. the results you've had this year, um, certainly seems to be the case. So j- just give us a bit of, um, let, I mean, let's start from the top. Obviously, we're coming into the winter now, so frustratingly um obviously living in the uk that's just what happens with uh you know the climate and not being able to play golf as much and such but what what how, let, let's sort of analyze the year because i know that you've been writing and, and reporting that and you in your blog with us um but it'd be great to have a recap and sort of because i know you're very analytical in your approach as well which is great um but just to sort of get a summary of uh what are the, the highs and lows 
um, your practice, how your game is developed and stuff like that? Well, um, I played, as you know from the report, I've played in quite a few big events that I definitely probably wasn't considering playing in last year, but yeah. because of how I've got my handicap down and I, I feel a lot more comfortable now playing that okay. I was able to enter these events and obviously with the Midlands to win the individual prize when, you know, I was just going, you know, trying to get a bit of experience of playing yeah. for my county to win the individual prize was, it was kind of made me realise that, you know, I'm, I'm better than I think I am because when I hit a bad shot, I get very disappointed. But I probably don't think about, you know, when I hit a good shot, how good that shot is. I probably yeah, dwell yeah. on the bad ones a bit too much. But that probably for me was the highlight this year. Um, it was very busy. Um, I did a lot of preparation beforehand and I was very nervous heading into it. But it was it was great fun um and you know i'm really happy with how it all turned out amazing so so where where was that then what was the what was the course that you were playing that on and what was the what was the format well we it was at stanton on the walls which is quite a way away from here um yeah. and basically there were i think four or five counties no sorry not four sorry 10 sorry i'm thinking of something else so <laughs> 10 counties yeah <laughs> And um, it was combined gross score for all of the eight players in the team. Um, yeah. And I'm pretty, I shot my best score that day. I shot 81, which I think wow. was eight over, eight over par, it might have been. Eight under, yeah. Well, yeah, eight over gross, eight under my handicap. Yeah. Um, wow. So yeah, um, it was it was playing tough because it was the middle of summer, so the course was very firm and the greens yeah. were really quick. But yeah, it was it was a really good day. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Oh man, that's what what a feeling that must be. Then, so it, it sounds like then what's really interesting is that you've 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 not got in there with massive expectations, but on but at the same time you've prepared really well for it. Is that right? Yeah, I felt very confident heading into it because I played in a few competitions beforehand and they'd gone quite well. Yeah. But i got to be honest, you know, I wasn't really on the first tee thinking, oh, yeah, I've got a really good chance of winning this. But um, <laughs> I got to play a practice round, I think, a couple of days beforehand, which really okay. helped because I, I got a good feel for kind of how the course was playing and how it would probably play on Sunday. Um, yeah, yeah. And lots of other people I was playing with didn't really have that opportunity. So okay. already on already on the first tee, I had quite a big advantage over everyone else. And yeah, I, yeah. I made that pay. <laughs> Amazing. So what, were there any particular, I think a couple of questions out in terms of the round then, is that are there any particular highlights from that round? Like any any particularly good shots? Or And, and the second question is, is, at what point did you, because this is really important, I think, at what point did you really start to think, hang on a minute, I'm onto something, you know, and did, and how did you feel at that point? Well, um, I played pretty well on the front nine. I'm pretty sure I was four under my handicap. So okay. I was kind of thinking to myself, if I finished four under or five under, I would have done pretty well. But then yeah. about, I had a birdie putt on 15 
um, with a shot. So that was a net eagle. <coughs> so by that point, I was like six or seven under. Um, wow. I didn't. I don't. I don't think I really realised at the time how good my score was until I signed my card and everything and totted it up. And I was like, wow, that's actually much better than I thought it was. <laughs> but yeah, so most of the hot. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, what what was your what was your best round previous to your to your eighty one? Because you mentioned that was your best score. Um, I played in a competition at Northampton and I'm pretty sure I shot either 85 or 86. Okay. So it was, it was, it was quite a bit better than my previous best. Yeah. Uh, uh, amazing. So, so what would you say? Cause uh, where, where you, you obviously your handicaps come down by quite a bit. Where, where were you at the start of the season? What was your handicap? Um, and where are you now? Well, with the whole world handicap system, I was off 19.6, getting about 21 or 22 shots on my home course. And now yeah. I'm off 12.7. So it's wow. been a pretty big jump this year. Yeah, Amazing. definitely. Amazing. What what would you put that down to? Are there any particular parts of your game that you've worked on particularly that's allow you to, you know, to, I mean, that's quite a big, quite a big drop, which is uh, obviously a lot of dedication on your part, I'm sure. Well, I feel like I've structured my practice a lot better this year. I mean, I'm not just going onto the range and hitting balls. I'm I'm working yeah. on my swing. I'm working on what I've been taught in lessons. And I'm not just practicing for the sake of practicing. It's actually yeah. structured. Um, and I feel like, you know, when I have structured my practice, it's really worked out on the course and therefore yeah. shooting lower scores, which is you know, cuts your handicap. So fantastic. So so things that things are coming together then in the world of Pember Sport with regards to your game. Have you um yeah. have you got what what are your plans for winter? Do you tend to play a little bit more uh, do, do, do you play much over the winter? I mean obviously it depends I'd imagine where the course you play I suppose in terms of the condition of it. But what, what do you tend to do over winter? Well our course the junior section usually do nine hole competitions but okay. I'm looking at kind of playing in some adult ones this year because the adult ones are always 18 holes um yeah, yeah. but sometimes obviously when it gets wet and when it gets cold the course isn't always in great condition but I know this winter I'm really going to be working on you know getting the keeping the fundamentals the basics and working on strength because right. at the minute I don't really hit it that far okay what so what what would you sort of what what, what would you max your drive rounds at the moment then what how, how what, what sort of distances are you hitting if I hit a if I hit like a really good one out of the middle of the face no wind I'd say probably about 185 185 190 yeah so that's yeah decent. Um, do, you, do, you, do you tend to hit a lot of fairways then as well I mean do you go I mean are you fairly accurate off the tee oh yeah I, I hit most fairways yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I bet you're but you're you're like Isaac aren't you like you, you might have seen some of the videos of Isaac and I've ne honestly if I could have his game off the tee <laughs> I feel like yeah. I feel like my handicap would come down because he's so straight all of the time. Uh, it makes me sick. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
Amazing. So obviously busy winter ahead then in terms of developing your game. Um, one of the things that we wanted to talk about as well, obviously, this year you made your debut for, for Northamptonshire as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. Tell us about that. How First of all, what's the process? Because I think it would be good for, for me and also our, our, um, our audience to know as well is the, the process to get selected for County Golf and also um, your, your experience of that as a, you know, as a whole, really, throughout the summer. Well, I was initially selected a couple of years ago, right before COVID came. Um, ah, so okay. I didn't, yeah, I didn't really get to play any games until this year. Um, but to be honest, when I was selected, um, obviously I, I really wanted to be a part of the county team. Yeah. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't really say that I thought I was on the radar I knew I was definitely playing well but whether I knew at that stage that I would be good enough for county I probably didn't um probably I, I was obviously because I got chosen but I probably didn't really have that belief in myself that I was actually good enough to be able to represent my county um so to get chosen uh, and to perform you know really well in the games that I've played really has upped my confidence now um, and I feel you know like I've got a lot more belief in my ability um, that I'm, I'm just much more confident now when I'm playing in competitions which is great. Yeah you, you seem it I remember when we first spoke and we did a, a video on IGTV um, it sounds like you've really like you know you know you, you it sounds like you've got a lot of confidence in you I feel like there is a shift in that and obviously winning yeah. winning winning breeds that I, I remember watching a documentary it was a few years ago and it was um, with Jason Day, I'm sure you've heard of, former PGA champion. And he was saying when he, I think when he moved from Australia to the PGA Tour, one of the first, the hardest things for him in his first year was to feel like he belonged because mm. no longer was he watching these, obviously it's slightly different, but it's the same principle, I suppose, in that no, he, he was no longer playing against the people he was watching on TV they were peers they were competitors and I think at first he didn't quite feel he had the game to be there whereas once he'd settled in and once he found that he could compete then his game really developed because he just had that inner belief that he wasn't out of place he was in an environment that he was he, he was more than able with more than able in and it sounds like you've got that now is that fair to say yeah, I'd say so. I mean, um, when I started playing in these kind of county events, most of the people on the team had kind of been playing for one or two years already. So they okay. already knew, they already had that experience that I didn't really have. Yeah. But I feel like ever since I played in the Midlands and obviously I won the individual prize, I felt like I belong as much as they do. I might not have been on the county team as long as they have, but I I have my right to be there because I, I can clearly perform as well as they can, if not better. So that's really yeah. given me a lot of confidence. Superb. Now, it's honest to God, it sounds like, it, you sound like a, you know, you've, you've just blossomed into a really, really confident young player now. And it would be great to see it out on the course at some point in the future as well. Outside of county, um, of county golf, what, what have you, 
um, sort of other highlights been throughout the summer? Obviously, you played in a lot of competitions. Have there been any other things that have really stood out for you this year? Well, I played in the Northampton Golf League, which is basically a series of events that they play at various clubs over Northamptonshire. Okay. And they have an order they have an order of merit. And heading into the final, I was about oh, 10, 10 or eleven points behind. And so heading into it, obviously I wanted to win. Yeah. But the guy in front you know, to be 10 points ahead, clearly had played great golf that season. So I was kind of thinking, you know, if I can get within maybe four or five points, I've done quite well. But then, yeah. you know, to I didn't play my best on the final, but he didn't really play his best either. And it was good enough to win. So that that was great because they they had a bit of a blip at the presentation. They had a bit of a numerical error and they thought I came second initially. Oh wow. Then, <laughs> yeah. So um they they said that he'd won and I, I was kind of thinking not really sure if that's right. So then okay. we asked about it and it turns out I did win. But Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> It, it was a, it was a bit awkward, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, a, a win is a win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I take it. Amazing. Um, God, I mean, it just sounds like it's been been such a busy summer. One of the things that really made me laugh this summer that was in one of your blogs where I think you were you were waiting on your golf clubs. I think did you have to use your mums at some point? Um, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about that. What happened there? Well, um, it was actually a very interesting experience and one that I will definitely learn from in the future. Okay. Yeah. Well, you can't if, leave. You can't leave it there. <laughs> well, all I know is if my clubs are getting lengthened or I'm waiting on new ones. Yeah maybe stick to practicing with mums rather than taking them out on the course uh, because it, it was a bit chaotic it was a bit chaotic I'm not yeah uh, not so you've got so what what have you got in the bag now then what were the clubs that were getting lengthened um I've got from of all of my woods and then six iron down to sandwich I've got ping prodigies oh, and nice. basically when you buy them you get one free shaft extension. So basically okay. you're kind of getting two sets for the price of one. So we yeah. thought, you know, it's kind <laughs> of a no-brainer. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. And I have to ask this as well. I think, again, I'm thinking back to when we first spoke, is I, I think I may have asked the question is, at what point do you think you might start beating dad? And you mentioned you already had. Now, fast forward a few months and you've improving as a player. <laughs> what what does your handicap compare to your dad and how does dad feel about the uh the I'm sure the increased level of competition that he's now faced with well when I was younger dad you know I wasn't really good enough to compete with dad so he he'd basically be given a win by the time he got to the first tee but now I'm a bit better <laughs> um I'm a bit more confident and I know what I'm doing and yeah. although he's given me, you know, he's only a couple of shots, I feel like, you know, I'm going to beat him more often than not. Um, <laughs> so, 
Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see Dad's face right now to see what he's feeling about that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? It's really funny because I, I took, um, and again, it's such a shame we're coming into the earlier nights and things because um, I, I was having um, uh, nine holes with Isaac quite regularly after school and, it, and he's working towards getting a handicap. Obviously, Isaac's only eight. And we played nine holes, and it was the first time we'd done this. But he, he wanted V bucks if he beat me on Fortnite, um, and he went he went out twenty eight net, and I'm like, what have I created? <laughs> <laughs> and it was at that point I thought, oh my god, well that's that's it now. I, I mean, it, it's pointless. It's pointless playing him for anything because I, my handicap's hovering around 12, 13 at best. Um, but for me to shoot anywhere near that, I've got to play perfect golf, which I've never done. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Um, but that that leads us nicely then into into sort of next year. Um, I'd imagine county golf is obviously going to continue as a, you know as part of your plan. Is it is it too early to sort of understand what your uh, what your schedule is going to be like next next year? Have you got any other tours or tournaments that you've perhaps not played that you're looking to play what 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 would you say that looks like for next year well we have discussed it a bit and we're kind of looking at more events further afield um okay. we're trying to we're trying to play a few events on the british junior golf tour i played a couple ah, last year yeah. and I, I quite liked it but because of everything that's gone on, I've not really been able to find time to play anymore. So I quite like to prioritize, well, not sure. Well, yeah, prioritize that next year as well as starting off probably on the Robert Rock tour. I've heard that is okay. quite good, but I haven't got much experience of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I, I know that um, we, we, you know, we, we've got to know the British junior golf tour and the Robert Rock tour, the, you know, the guys there really well lately. And I think that, um, I think I think a lot of them are really expanding. I think there seems to have been a bit of a surge with with the number of players that are playing at uh, you know junior events as well. I know when we took Isaac earlier this year to the likes of the Tommy Fleetwood Tour and the US Kids Tour, um, there's a real appetite now for competitive golf. So hopefully at some point it'd be great to see you there because those are two um, two tours that I'd love to get Isaac involved in next year with a bit of luck. So it'd be great to great to see you down there at some point. Um, and, and over the winter, have you got any, are there any other competitions, any like local medals or, or anything that you tend to play in as, at all there? Well, my dad has considered signing us up for the winter pairs. Okay. But when it's winter and it's cold and it's rainy and the conditions aren't great in the nicest possible way, my dad is not the most reliable player. <laughs> so um, I'm not really sure if I'm gonna I'm gonna put you know I'm gonna put myself out there with him this year. Maybe uh, next year. Maybe next year. <laughs> you know what? I I absolutely love the bands that you have with you with you and your dad. It's brilliant. It really is. The thing is, though, I can I can understand that. I, I think as you get older, your bones certainly get colder, and things tend to wake a little bit more. We're not quite as flexible as uh 
as people like yourself <laughs> your age. Yeah, that's all, that's always his excuse. I'm not buying it though. <laughs> I have to ask as well is I know that when we when we spoke um earlier in the year we were talking about various different things uh in terms of the world of professional golf as well. Did you did you catch much of the Ryder Cup? I imagine you did. And what would you you know what what would your analysis be of that? Because I know you're a, a big watcher of golf as well. I did catch quite a bit of it. Um, lots of people were kind of saying, oh, Europe didn't play great. They they didn't play great, but it wasn't just because of that that they lost. I thought the USA really just played unbelievable. I mean, yeah. every time every time you saw them with a putt, it just kind of felt like they were going to hold it and we just, you know, we really didn't hold much. So... We were kind of, I didn't really think that our team on paper was as strong as theirs was. So I kind of thought, you know, obviously being European, you want Europe to win at heart. But in my head, I was kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. I think there's, um, I think it's, it's, it's just nice to have fans back at golf, isn't it? I think that. You know, when when you think back over, like you say, over the last couple of years, it's been a it's it's been a really different world. But at least there's a little bit of normality on the horizon now when it when it comes to watching sports as well. So I think it's just good to see fans there as well. It, it seemed like though there was too many European players out of form, and yeah, yeah, and a lot of the American team were just they were just peaking at the right time. I don't I don't think it was ever. Um, it was never a foregone conclusion, obviously, because you never know. But I just think at the time when you look at the likes of, you know, Rory and, you know, Lee Westwood and others, I don't just don't think they were firing at the right time. No, no, I agree. I mean, um, obviously, when all of Europe are playing at their best, they are a very good team. But you yeah. look at like Rory, Tommy Fleetwood, Lee Westwood, because of their performances kind of over last year and the year before, they'd already qualified. But I think coming into it, they probably didn't have their best stuff. And coming into the Ryder Cup, when you're not playing your best, it's not really a very good situation to be in. But, yeah. um, I mean, I know Rory didn't have his best stuff, but the way he played on that singles match against, I think, Chauflet, that, you uh, know, yeah, that really... Yeah. That was a brilliant performance. So yeah, that was yeah. very good. I think it's given him a bit more. A bit, a bit, it's inspired him a bit, obviously, because he, he won there. Was it the CJ Cup? Um, yeah. A couple of weeks ago. So it, it sounds almost like he's it's given the right sort of desire to go on and start winning titles again. Which he's you know he's as good as he is. I mean the thing is you know when he's that you know when he's that talented and the, he's still up there. Obviously one of the best golfers in the world. You just expect him to win everything. I think it just goes to show how how high the standard is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what I've kind of seen watching Rory is that over the last couple of years, especially in sort of the way he's looked on the golf course. I mean, he used to be very bouncy and, you know, yeah. you know things were going very well. But you can kind of tell, you know, his body language looks very flat. It all kind of looks a bit like he's not comfortable there anymore. And yeah, a couple yeah. of years ago, if you said Rory McIlroy wouldn't look comfortable on the golf course, I probably wouldn't believe you. Yeah, but no, absolutely. It just, yeah. goes to, just goes to show, you know, for all the successes and, 
and, and the millions and millions and everything that he's won. And obviously he's now, a, you know, he's now a dad as well. It just, mm. I think it also just goes to show how hard golf is. You know, obviously as you get to an elite level, um, I think it's more. I think it's more the mental side than the, I think the technical side with him. Um, but hopefully, we start, we start to see the best of him from here on in. Now he's, you know, he's back to winning ways. Yeah, yeah. I think after last week or the week before, whenever it was that he won, I'm, I think we're going to see Rory kind of coming onto the golf course, looking more upbeat and yeah. more confident in himself. So hopefully, you know, he's going to knock out a couple more wins before the end of the year and, you know, Rory will be back, but we don't off. know. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Do, you, did you, do you tend to go and watch golf at all? Because I know obviously we've had that, the likes of the British Masters and the PGA. Have you ever been to watch it live? I went to watch the BMW PGA at Wentworth. Was it? When was it? September. Um, oh, okay. And yeah, that was really a very interesting experience I mean I was really very excited heading into it and then you know to watch all of the professionals kind of doing their practice working on their drills it kind of made me think you know if I want to get better this is the sort of stuff I need to be doing now um yeah so it was it was really a big sort of wake up call and the kind of things that I need to do if I want to get better and you know I, I got to meet some of the professionals as well which was really amazing they were all really nice you know that they gave me a couple of autographs and I got some nice photos with them as well which you know they, they seemed very like they were interacting with the fans really well yeah, and yeah. It, it was just really good to be a part of that kind of atmosphere again. Yeah, no, definitely. I think the players probably appreciate it as much as the as much as the fans now, having played in, you know, in front of one man and his dog, you know, with you know, you know, in in, in the pandemic and stuff. I think is that the first time you've been to see golf live in terms of like top top level golf? Been to see um, yeah, that that is the first time that I've gone to see a professional tournament and it wasn't you know, it's not a bad event to see for your first one. So not, not it, it was very good. Yeah. I think the one the one thing um I noticed we 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 lived in Dubai for a few years and I've been fortunate enough to I was actually practicing right next to Rory McElroy in a driving range once, which was mental <laughs> when I was having lessons at the uh, at the Els Club in the Butch in the Butch Harmon school there. Um what I noticed is that when they hit the ball it just tends to make a different sound. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's just yeah. off the face, isn't it? Everything just seems effortless, but when they make contact with that ball, it's just so pure, isn't it? It's it's unbelievable to watch. I mean, I watch their swings, and I kind of think, oh, that's a really nice swing. But everything they do, every shot they hit, you kind of it doesn't look that like they're trying. It kind of looks like yeah. it comes naturally. Obviously, yeah. you know they're trying. Otherwise, there's kind of no point in them playing. But yeah. <laughs> it just it just looks like, you know, they they could do it all day. And yeah. you know, it it really is very good to watch. Yeah. With who who would you, who would you say that the of the plays there that you'd seen impressed you most? Ooh. I know Billy Horschel won the event, didn't he? Um. The American chap. 
But were there any yeah, plays uh, that you've even not seen before that you thought, wow? Well, there was a few there that I didn't really recognise. And I saw one of them on the putting green and he was working on some of the longer putts. Yeah. And he had five balls and the putt was probably about 30 foot and he held it all five times. And I kind of thought, <laughs> how, how can you do that? Because he wasn't even lining it up or anything. He was just walking yeah. up to it and hitting it. And I thought, Wow, just unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I think it's so good to see it up close, isn't it? Because it's certainly, I mean, obviously at your age where you've got, you know, you've obviously got your own aspirations and and developing your game. I think to have the opportunity to see those to see those guys up close is a, is a, is a real experience and a real inspiration, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I got to see some of my favourite players, which you kind of, you really want to, meet them and obviously you really want to see them play live and then it takes quite a while after you have seen them for it to kind of sink in like oh yeah. I was there you know I met them wow you know it actually happened it you know it's, it's quite surreal when you're there you kind of you don't want it to end um yeah but it, it, it was an amazing day it really was fantastic I think the weirdest thing is is when you see them up close is that they're just normal people, aren't they? And when you watch them on the TV, they almost appear as superheroes. But when you, you know, when you're stood next to them, it's like it is. They've just got something about them that's uh, very different to, you know, the normal, the normal everyday member at a club. So. Oh yeah, I mean, um, obviously you see them on telly, and you know how how good of players they are and how famous they are. But you you watch them play and. You know, I mean, if I saw one of them on the putting green at my local club and I didn't know who they are, I probably wouldn't think, oh, he's definitely famous because they just yeah. look like any person that you'd yeah. meet anywhere. But obviously they've got really an incredible talent um, yeah. and one that I'm I'm striving to have by that stage, which, you know, yeah, hopefully. Well, it, it certainly sounds like you're heading in the right direction, and um, and it sounds like you've just had a great, um, you know, as I say, a great you know year of golf as well with with successes and and trophies. So it's it's honestly it's just been really really good to see your and um, to see your progress and your journey. And we know that um, you know we know that you've inspired the, you know our audience because you're you know you're obviously committed to your academic studies. You've spent time writing for us. You're obviously working really hard on your game. And it's just really, really nice to see you having those rewards as we as we move into next year. Um, I think it would be a really good time. I think just to, as a, as a final question, really to round up, is that I know that some professional golfers at the start of a season tend to set themselves goals. Now you've come down from the handicap you were to, to around twelve. Um, I'd imagine single figures is the is the next objective as we move into twenty twenty two. Well, by next year, I'm kind of hoping to be lower than dad because at the minute I'm getting shots and he's all <laughs> snug. Yeah, you know, you might be beating me, but that's because I'm giving you shots. And then to <laughs> kind of, <laughs> yeah, to kind of be lower, lower than him so that, you know, he can't use that excuse anymore and I'm beating him fair and square would be, you know, pretty good. Yeah. Oh, I mean, well, I can imagine, and I, I, I speak as a as a dad as well. I can imagine it's win win for dad, 
you know, because obviously one, one, obviously I'm sure he's competitive and wants to win, but I'm sure he wouldn't have any problems with you developing the way that you are as well. So it's um, certainly sounds like it's a, a no lose situation for dad either way. Um, but I just, I just love that competitive element between the two. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, and as I say, I know with Isaac, but I'm having that already and he's eight and I already feel like I can't beat him ever again. So that's, that's just frustrating for me as well. Um, but at the same time, obviously, good to see that he's developing. But no, that's that's amazing. I think that you, you know we we will obviously continue to to follow your journey, um, and uh, and it'd be great obviously if you can continue to you know to to chronicle that as well through through noisy golf. Um, but again, thank you so much for your time, Ollie. It's been an absolute pleasure, and we've just loved sharing your journey with our audience this year, um, and just getting to know you and and and. You know, we know that you're a real inspiration to many other junior golfers out there. So thanks so much. Well, thank you for inviting me. You know, thanks for giving your time um, to talk to me. It was great to be on here again. Um, so, you know, thank you for having me. Fantastic. Thank you. Well, thank thank you, everybody, for listening. If you are looking to uh, to comment or if you have any particular questions for Ollie, um, do feel free to, to leave a comment in the comment section. Um, we are also, um, our podcast is now available on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, uh, as well as YouTube, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Um, so you've got plenty of opportunity to listen to it. Ollie, you've been an absolute star again. We've loved having you on. Thank you so much for your time. And we look forward to continuing to follow your journey in the next, uh, in the coming years. Thank you for having me. Take care, Ollie. Thank you.